Hello, beautiful souls. I'm your host, Morgan, and welcome to the Vibrate Higher podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Vibrate Higher podcast. This is your quarantine edition with Morgan and Juliana Bishop, our resident astrologer, joining us again to fill us in on what's going on in the cosmos, how it's affecting everybody. Um, We have a lot to talk about today because everybody is, everything is changing. So let's jump into it. Welcome, Juliana. Hi. (laughs) How are you? Good. I've been kind of trying to understand, you know, what this is going to be about, you know, like, what are we going to talk about today? And um, it's all wrapped up. So it can't be just an isolated full moon. Like this full moon is grabbing a hold of what we've just experienced this last month and even before that. And then going into the next month, like I know a lot of people have questions like, when is this going to shift? Like, you know, and and what does shifting mean, really? Because we don't even know what is going to happen. Right. You know, so what is it going to shift into? It's not necessarily going to go back. Right. I keep hearing shifting and I keep hearing new normal. And it's like, yeah, well, new normal. I love it. Well, but like, <laughs> what is that? And I understand, like, we probably don't know right now, but I feel like when I'm hearing that, it's with the expectation that something's going to go back to the way it was or. Um, you know, figuring yes. out that dynamic, but I don't, I mean, I tell me it your opinion, but I don't yeah, feel yeah, like yeah. that's the way it's going. Yeah. So it can't go back. All right. So let, let's just start from the beginning. So let's mark it around January. I know that this has been, you know, coming to a head or we're trying to get to that head, but Um, we've been going through things. We knew this was going to happen. We didn't know what this was going to be. So in the astrological world, we've been talking about this type of conjunction, this lining up of these several planets in the sky. And if you've read anything, you know, not my stuff, but other people's stuff that are in this world, nobody could predict this. Sure. All we could predict was we knew something was going to happen We knew that my teacher years ago shared with me in 2020, we will see clearly. And it really stuck because 2020 is perfect vision, right? Oh, go to the eye doctor in 2020. We see clearly. So I just kept it in the back of my mind. I'm sure I'll find some notes someday that, you know, I, I wrote down. And so seeing clearly, what does that mean? So, that per you know he couldn't even share with me what 2020 he didn't even give me the inkling like oh my gosh this would be devastating like this is going to be something that we're all going to have to go through he didn't even share that with me and i think that's important for us to understand is that any sort of challenge anything that's really difficult coming into our life going in, you know where we're going and it's challenging and it's coming up and if we can see it ahead of time it doesn't mean that it's the end of the world right you know, I like the the expression, it's the end of the world as we know it. Exactly. And I think it. that's, and I think that that's the key of this like new normal and shifting is like, it's not going back to the way things were. The whole point is that this is a radical shift or shaking up literally everything to move forward. Yeah. 
And what really irritates me, and I know some of my friends and family have said this, and I love them to pieces, but when they're saying, I'm just sick and tired of reading about it, I'm sick and tired of talking about it. And then if you know any, you know, counseling, psychological background, you understand that if we don't talk about it, we're just pushing it off. We're avoiding it. We're We're unaddressing. Yeah. We're not addressing it. We need to see what's really going on. So it's not necessarily external that we're, we're taking a look at. We also need to um, be aware of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that is the biggest piece. And if we can understand that this is like an exercise of seeing where we're at, this is so uncomfortable. This feels so uncomfortable. Okay, exactly. so we feel uncomfortable. All right. So what what's coming up for us? Like what insecurities are coming up for us? What could we have done differently to be more prepared for this? Right. Even in our personal lives. Mm-hmm. all this stuff. So it really depends on each one of us what this is for us. But if we can see it as an opportunity, it's like going to the woods and heading for the hills and, and being all by yourself in isolation. And you're like, okay, crap, this really feels uncomfortable. I'm not used to it. There's no distraction. I have to face myself. Yeah. And I wrote something the other day. Um, I wrote a post the other day talking about how in times of uncertainty, we have two choices. We can either resist the change or we can pivot and rise. And I feel like you hit the nail on the head is that this is a time where we're being given the opportunity to go internally and look at those patterns. Look at what, look at the mirrors around us, look at the patterns we've been avoiding um, or any of that shadow work we haven't done or we're now willing to do and there's two choices. You ignore it and you continue to ignore it or you face it and you address it and you're going to come out of this a very different person than people who are choosing to resist. And I think we're going to notice a huge divide and I don't think it's going to be political. I don't think it's going to have to do with race or any, you know, socioeconomic issues or, you know, any of that that we're used to having conflict around. And I don't think that that's what's going to come out of this. I think there's going to be a clear path of you either chose to ignore and resist or you chose to go inward and look and do the work to pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it's difficult. So it's the same as like, okay, so you have an injury and it's painful, right? We can mm-hmm. slap on the drugs. We can, you know, ignore it. We can go, well, I'm going to go back out there. Or we can do the work and get PT. We can we can go through the pain. We can get, you know, try to strengthen our body again and face it. But once you mm-hmm. hold on too tight, and we know this, like, with people that get in car accidents, if they're more relaxed when they get into a car accident, they have less injury. But if they are holding on for dear life and they're tense, they're going to break something or some, you know, the whiplash is going to be even more severe. So we don't want to hold on tight right now. The big word with Pluto. So the the conjunction in the sky right now is Saturn Pluto. Okay. So let me talk about those two planets. Pluto is about letting go, (laughs) letting go, right? You need to let go of what's not essential. Okay, so we're all looking at that like, oh my gosh, you know, what's important to me? I can't go and get my hair done. I can't get my nails done. I can't, 
you know, I can't go to the grocery store every night to pick out what I want to eat. I have to wait two weeks to go to the grocery store because I'm trying to to quarantine, right? Mm -hmm. So there's all these changes, like what is priority? What is essential? What can I let go of? And wow, I didn't die. You know, like, wow, this is another opportunity to be creative. Maybe I do my nails myself. You know, like there's so many Mm -hmm. different things that we can Mm -hmm. um, get from this. So that's Pluto. Pluto is about pain, transformation, taking a look at our shadow, and then having that opportunity to let something go, like cleaning out our garage and going, this is not me anymore. And then Saturn is on top. So Saturn is trying to restructure. It says, okay, well, after you do all this you know, digging up all your crap, facing yourself, going through the challenge and pain, what would you like to restructure in your life? What foundation do you now want to put down? Because this is who you are now. Mm. That's huge. And the foundation, it's, it's not, it's not big and dreams and ambitions. It's foundation. This is what Saturn teaches us. Saturn is about being responsible for yourself, creating discipline, creating good, healthy habits, taking a look at yourself and going, what are my limitations? How can I overcome this? When am I being dumb and stupid? Should I actually ask for help? You know, so it's kind of like that father figure, like get yourself in line, get yourself together. This is really good because without discipline, We don't have that fluid part of our lives. So think of a musician, okay? So I'm a pianist, and I was classically trained. So when I studied, I had to learn the notes, Mm -hmm. and then I had to learn the scale, and then I learned, you know, um, Mary Had a Little Lamb, okay? So I could play that. But now I can play Rachmaninoff because I did all the work, And now I play the music and it's so fluid and magical and my emotions and my heart is in it. I don't have to think about the notes anymore. I don't have to use my mind anymore. It just flows. Yeah, it flows. So this is not a bad word. So (laughs) Saturn is not a bad thing. But in other countries, we think of, well, oh, my gosh, Saturn's karma, you know. But what that means to me is that it's a test. This is a test. And are you, are you up for the challenge? You know, this could actually improve your life. This could help you to go deeper, to transform. And like you said, there's going to be some people that blossom from this. And there's going to be some people that stay stuck. Mm. So when we're talking about, I think that's a really great point to speak on is, you know, the, there's often a negativity around karma. But what you said is that this is a test. So do you think that this is a test of restructuring the foundation? Is that what I'm hearing? Yes. So this is a test. So each one of us have our own personal test because we know that, you know, this, this conjunction in the sky is in relationship to each one of us. Okay. It's also in relationship to our society. So everybody is going through this together. So this is a huge thing. It's also generational. Like if you look at there's different pockets of generations that in their charts, things are getting lit up by the specific conjunction. My generation. So if you're born in the early 80s, um, I have people in the the early 90s that are going through their sudden return, which is one of the most trying times. So these are the people that are waitresses that are going on unemployment 
you know, Mm -hmm. and have no money, no job now, you know, so you can see that we're all going through this. All these tests are happening differently for each one of us, but this is our opportunity. What could we do now with this? Are we going to trust more? Are we going to become more spiritual? Are we going to really um, be more aware and see, you know, the connections? Like, what is it? Or are we going to cry? Are we going to go through, like, what are we going to go through? Everyone's different, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if they answered your question, but. Um, totally. Yeah, I, yeah. And I think something that I've been hearing a lot, too, because I've been kind of polling a lot of people about you know, what do we really need right now um, as individuals or as, you know, a community or a society and, or what are you struggling with and those sorts of things to be able to kind of shed light on some of these things. And I think one of the things that keeps coming up is we're more connected than ever. I don't know about you, but I'm FaceTiming more. I'm on Zoom more. I'm more connected with my program of recovery community. I mean, the fact is within days, I will say less than days, there have been thousands of recovery meetings on Zoom. Thousands. And that to me just blew my mind that there was Facebook groups with resources. Um, the national inner group had resources. I mean, like just, I, I, I have a Google doc that was shared to me that was created by the intergroup in LA that has over 500 meetings just in LA and it happened within days. And it's, you know, communities and friends and families. That's the thing I keep hearing over and over is I'm actually more connected than ever. Yes. And isn't that interesting? We're forced to stay inside and be in our homes, whether that's in total isolation or in a home with your family and we're more connected than ever. It's bizarre, isn't it? It's like, so in astrology, we talk about the Aquarian age and the Aquarian age has to do with electronics. So you go, oh my gosh, electronics is going to make everybody so detached, right? Mm-hmm. But the opposition is Leo. So Leo is the heart. And what we're seeing is how, even though we have all this technology, if we were to make more connections and bring people that we've never even I'm talking to people in other States now because they're going on the zoom call. Right. So I wouldn't normally Mm -hmm. invite them to my house, but now they're going on this zoom call and I'm socializing with all these people. So there's that heart that's coming in. So, you know, this is something that we wouldn't have seen until it happened. And I think that's what this is doing is it's really helping us to see clearly 2020. This is seeing clearly. We don't want the illusion. We, we want the fog to clear. We really want to s- bring down those rose-colored glasses. And I do love, you know, fantasy and I do love Disney World and I love, you know, I love those beautiful, <laughs> you know, we need that, right? That's our escape. Yeah. The very artsy, creative part of our lives is an escape. And that's important too. Maybe we've been escaping too much. You know, maybe the, you know, Mother Earth is like letting us know that we need to shift. So it's in our face right now. There's no Mm -hmm. other option. We have to take a look at this. And I, I hope that everybody understands that this is not meant to punish us. This is something that is going to benefit us 
we're going to look back at this. This is going to be a moment in time. Our children are going to be talking about this. Well, I, I have a daughter. She's loving this. She's yeah. loving this. Her and I, like, she doesn't even need to see her friends. Like, we're having that bond strengthening. Like, she's also having that time to herself, right? So she's not having to be distracted. So there's there's a shift, too. I thought, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do as a parent, right? Right. <laughs> like, what do you do with your kids? Like, ah. You know, so we're having conversations. Mm. We're talking about things. Not that we weren't doing that before, but now we're around each other all the time. Right. So there's no like sending her to school and then mom gets to like focus on her stuff and she's focusing on her stuff. Like I have to be completely involved in her, her school life now, even more so it's not just homework time. It's actually like, I got to print out her stuff. She's got to use my laptop. There's always this like interaction going on. So yeah. yeah. So the reality of it, we're looking at it. Yeah. Well, so let's touch on that. There's a lot of people at home with kids and littles that, are struggling right now. And I think that that's trying to keep up with, you know, a routine or perhaps an old schedule or something like that. You know, what would you say to those that have little ones at home and how to kind of flow into this, you know, like you mentioned with discipline, not necessarily trying to make it what it was? Yeah. So, cause I, I do stay involved with my other you know, uh, parents and I do listen to what's going on there. So even though I have my own experience, I've heard, you know, some insecurities, some self-worth type stuff coming up for some parents, you know, they're like, well, why don't my, my kids want to interact with me as much? Or why isn't my spouse wanting to spend time with me? Why are they so focused on their work in front of me? You know, so there is some challenges coming up where we're, you know, we're not just seeing them go off to work. We're actually now seeing, them work in front of us. Mm, um, mm -hmm. So there's that interaction. I'm sure that the children also maybe are not getting what they need if their parents are working from home. And that, you know, that's difficult when the kids are like, you know, why isn't mom and dad talking to me? Why do I have to fend for myself? Right. Um, so because of that, again, it's uncomfortable. Um, I had a really great conversation with one of my friends who has a big family and she's going through stuff and we talked about it. And she's like, you know what? I need to look at myself. And I was like, and I didn't tell her to do that. You know, like it was, like, yeah. <laughs> it, just, it just came out of it because yeah, this is challenging. She's like, you're right. Why am I getting so upset about this? This is my opportunity to take a look at myself. And why am I feeling these feelings? Why is this so challenging for me? I reached out personally myself and, and got some help from my daughter's teacher. I was like, how, I feel like now I'm having a homeschool. Like I'm supposed to homeschool yeah. and have a job. Like what the heck, you know, yeah. the whole reason she's going to a school is so that I wouldn't have to be a teacher and homeschooler. Right. Right. So I called up, you know, her teacher and he put my mind at ease and he helped me to, okay, well, this is what you can ask of her. This is what she's expected to do. So if you're struggling, instead of struggling, ask for help mm. again, right? Yep. That's know where your limitations are. You know, maybe you're not a stay at home or a, a school mom or, you know, you maybe, you know, you just have to take a look. What are, what's your limitation? And be okay with it. You're not, you don't have to be good at everything, you know, and I think we're being forced to be everything right now. Yes. Yeah. So let's talk about that is, you know, I, that's a, another thing that I've been hearing a lot and, you know, 
even myself personally is like, how do we not be everything? Yeah. Well, what do you think? I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head is ask for help. Um, yeah. And what are we comfortable? You know, cause I, the, the overarching thing is uncomfortable here, uncomfortable and an opportunity to establish discipline. Um, and so I think for me, it's, it's shaken everything and tossed it all in the air. So if I think about <laughs> it that way. <laughs> like, like 52 card pickup, you know, yeah. like when you throw the cards. <laughs> yeah. I'm going, okay, everything's in the air and now I have a choice. What am I going to prioritize? Because I can't do everything. What do you need to let go of? What do I need to let go of? What is okay to hit the floor right now? What can I ask for help? What can I grab and toss to somebody else? You know, I'm thinking of myself in this terms of like, okay, this is a magic trick. <laughs> and like, it's all in the air, but I can only grab what I can grab. You know, I don't have enough appendages for all 52 cards. Yep. So what can I, what can I, I hate to use the word control, but what can I grab? What can I manage and what can I ask for help and then what just isn't important anymore yeah that that even feels kind of icky and like uncomfortable but like it's got to be okay well what needs to die what do you what what just doesn't it's not essential and when we come out of this we're gonna go wow did we really need whatever that was you know and we, we keep hearing that, non-essential, what's essential and what's non-essential. And I think we're all getting the opportunity right now to figure out what those things are in our life. Yeah, so once we get back on the train, you know, and we're moving forward, not that we're not moving forward now, but once things start to open up again, you know, and those pleasures of life, the things that, you know, we thought really made us happy, you know, once that happens, we can decide what what we really do miss, what really does light us up. You know, there are things outside of our home that we do really enjoy, like just going to the park. I have a key fob into my private park in my community, right? So I'm thinking, well, they're not, they're not going to close it, right? They're just not going to close it. And nobody's going to go in there, right? Nobody outside can go into this park. So I'm like, well, this is going to be low exposure. I'll bring my dogs in there. The simple things, right? And I walk up to the gate and it's closed. And I'm like, really? Oh. <laughs> really? So I'm really missing that right now. And I know that is essential, especially for my dogs. You know, they love it. And then we're going to have to do other things like just walk around, you know, instead of going in this luscious, beautiful park with water. Um, but there's going to be things that we're really going to miss right now. And that's something to look at, too. It's just like having a relationship, Right. So, yes, you have to break up your relationship, right? That's what happens, right? Some of us get Mm -hmm. lucky and we spend 50 years with that person, but sometimes we go through these breakups and we know it's not good, you know, or maybe they broke up with us or whatever. And then we look at it and go, wow, I really miss this. It doesn't mean I need to go back to them, but it does, it does help form like what is important to you and what's not. So then when you go back out there, you need to remember what really is important. What did you really miss that, you know, did bring some light, you know, did bring, you know, to help you feel inspired or more yourself, you know, and what are things that you really just didn't need, you know, 
<laughs> right, right. Which I think brings up a really good point that maybe a lot of people are experiencing right now and not sure what to call or how to address this particular emotion. But I get the sense that a lot of people might be experiencing grief. Yeah. And not knowing what to do with that. So like a breakup. What, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And for me, it's not like it's not a thing. It's not a particular experience that I can go, oh, this is what has happened. And now I have this grief or this stuff to deal with or, you know, whatever. It's kind of just happening. So how do we deal with this grief that we don't totally understand? Yeah. So, well, we know, right? You, I'm sure you've had a lot of training in this. Like we, we need to take a look at it. We need to honor how long it takes. We need to, you know, again, get support. You know, there's people that love us that can help us. We don't have to sit in our grief the whole entire time. You know, there's times that we can kind of get some, you know, refreshing moments, kind of get outside of it just to go back in it because it can be very exhausting. So, yeah, this is Pluto. Pluto is about death and dying. It's about transformation. It's about, wow, wow, these people are dying around me. What what do I really want to do? You know, if I died tomorrow, like taking a look at that, like letting go of things and then being sad and being okay with letting go of them. Mm -hmm. And I think death is something that in any really painful transformation, but death specifically, I feel like a lot of people and, you know, just to be generally speaking, I feel like a lot of people have a really hard time grieving that particular experience. Um, And whether you have experienced that a lot in your life or very little, I think it's probably one of the most challenging emotions to experience, you know, in this human experience, at least for myself and kind of what I've heard. And so I think that that's a really important piece right now is you said honoring yourself and really allowing yourself or, or, I like to say, are you willing to see things differently? And in that is, are you willing to feel a little bit more right now? Are you willing to look at your emotions a little bit more? Are you willing to not fight the tears that you might be feeling right now? Because for me, that's something that I have really had to work on over the last few years is, you know, I, I numbed and I, I did everything I could to not feel my feelings. So feeling feelings is still very new in my human experience. And so for me, grief is something that is really hard. And I have to either, you know, it's a very clear choice is I have to honor myself and give myself the time or it's getting ignored and buried. And it's going to come. I I know, you know, from my own work and from my training, that's going to come back up some other time. Yeah. In some other form or fashion, that pattern is going to come up again. So I think while we have this opportunity, while it might be uncomfortable, while we have this opportunity, are we willing to feel a little different? Are we willing to make a conscious decision to allow ourselves to feel, you know, we're hitting that point where people are getting real antsy, um, maybe a little angsty and a little snappy and those sorts of things. Are we willing to take time to ourselves and to honor where we're at? If we're feeling snappy or agitated, maybe take a few minutes and think about why. Like, what is it that you're actually feeling? Where are you feeling that in your body? For me, I've had this a few days 
this last week of, I'm a hugger. <laughs> and I was having this conversation with my mom of like, never in my life did I think I would feel the opportunity to know what my body feels like just craving a hug. Wow. Yeah. And we're, and we're, we're huggers, you know, that's who we are as, as people, you know, our families, we're huggers. And so it's so interesting to have this experience is it's not, I'm not craving an intimate relationship or sex or any of these other things. Like it's just a hug, just a pure innocent hug. And my body is having this experience of like, ah, (laughs) yeah. Just physical when, connection. We're take, we take it for granted. Yeah, totally. And so even just that, when I sat for a minute and thought about what am I actually feeling right now? And I was starting to get a little snippy. And I sat down and I was like, what do I feel in my body? And where do I check, you know, how I check in with myself? And I was like, I just want to hug. It wasn't anybody specific. It wasn't anything particular. It was like, I just want to hug. Because I like that. That's how I share love. Yeah. So awareness of it. So this, this would only come up now when we have the lack of it. Exactly. Exactly. But that was able, that was an example of how I'm honoring myself because rather than being like, oh my God, why do I feel like such a bee right now? It's like, oh, actually, like I just really want that physical connection because I share hugs as a form of love. So I'm actually not raging for any reason that I need to fix. It's just, I'm acknowledging it. And then I'm like, Oh, okay. How can I show love in some other way? And then it was over and it was fine. So yeah, you hit that on the nail. So that's what this full moon is about. So if we were to, you know, put, Saturn and Pluto, you know, off to the side for a moment, because that's the ongoing theme of this 2020. If we just look at this full moon Libra, Libra is about the beauty. It's about one-on-one connection. It's about um, asking for what you need. And so if you're not getting hugs, right, because there's only so many people that we can expose ourselves now to, Mm -hmm. um, how can I nurture myself? Can I take a bath? Can I, um, you know, touch something outside like nature? You know, Mm -hmm. there's certain things, um, tactile things that we can do to get that touch. So we have this opportunity to take care of our own needs. And then, like you said, reflect on what we do need and what we, you know, are missing. Right. So yeah, this can be like if you were all by yourself in the woods and some of us are by ourselves right now. Yeah, yeah. You know, I know some people right now where people are getting groceries dropped off and they're all by themselves. They don't have loved ones that are close by. Um, so what do you do to take care of your needs? Like there's got to be ways that we can be creative right now. Yeah. If you need to take an extra shower, you know, like if you need whatever you need, you know, you have to. Right. So same thing with like, um, you know, what type of meals we're cooking. We're all trying to be more creative in how we cook because we can't just go out and get that ingredient that we're missing for right. our evening <laughs> meal. Um, so it's just going to not have scallions in it tonight. You know, like it always does, but it doesn't, you know. So <laughs> right. 
what can we do differently? You know, that it can still be satisfying in our life and we can still provide for what, what our simple pleasures are. Um, I have to bring this up because this is just so funny the way that my mind is working right now. Um, yeah. Okay. So if we're talking about Libra and we're talking about relationships, have you thought this yet that there are people now that are quarantining together that may have been working apart and so distracted with like commuting and that sort of thing. Now they're stuck together. Finally, we're probably going to see another baby boom. <laughs> yes. I said really? that like <laughs> a week or two ago. I'm like, this is, this, this is, this is the age of Rona or whatever it's going to get called of the like next baby boomer. I you know. know. And eight to 12 months I know we're gonna see like December January we're well that's a nice time of year too by the way you know here in Arizona you don't want to have a kid at 115 degrees so no yeah so I'm like wow this is like okay spring everybody's gonna you know be like rabbits right now and they're connecting some people are not connecting some people are probably yelling and screaming at each other because there's too much time around each other but um (laughs) but I'm like oh my gosh this is like we're coming home from the war and we're all happy and we're gonna you know I just thought it was a it's just my twisted mind I'm like no (laughs) I thought about it too I'm like oh my gosh it's gonna be so interesting to see how many Yeah, we're going to see it. I bet there's somebody out there that's going to present, like, look at all the the births going on. Another thing around babies is that I have a close friend of mine, Wendy Kleckner. She's a midwife. She's a home birth midwife. And I used to work with her in her office. And she was on TV um, talking about how people are now doing home birth, even more than because they're staying out of the hospitals. They're not getting that experience. So if you're quarantining with your husband and your kids these midwives can come in and deliver and you can have that beautiful experience Mm, I love that so that's another thing that's come up that's an increase in home births which is like well why not like and if you do need you know if there's an emergency they are trained they know what to do you can go to the hospital Um, but if you you know, don't need that. And you you feel more comfortable not being in the hospitals right now. Uh, Not in hospitals are definitely open to that too. Like that's the other side of it is that they're keeping the people that are sick away from that, that wing um, where the mamas and the babies are, but you're seeing these shifts, like things are, are shifting and people are seeing that they have other options. They don't have to do it the way that they have done it before. They're looking for other options. So they're, yeah. they're researching and they're finding things. Yeah. So. Well, and I fun. think in all areas, I think, you know, midwives and doulas, but even down to, you know, the regular things, you know, cause that's a, that's a once-off experience, obviously, you know, in your life. But then thinking about as we're, as everybody's in this kind of quarantine time is how can we do things differently and how can we get creative, you know, um, home, home fitness videos and cooking. I mean, like there's gazillions of cooking shows online and recipes and, you know, all of these things. And so it's, we, again, we have this opportunity of how can we get creative on doing things we normally would do in a different way now at home or involving our families more or things like that. And I'm loving watching people, you know, have 
dance parties. Like I've <laughs> I've had multiple friends who have organized Zoom dance parties. Oh, I love it. I've just done... to move your body. <laughs> yes. Yes. I got little strobe lights right before all this went down because, you know, I I know. And so we like suction cup them to um, the windows. My daughter has one in her room. I have one like in the main area and, you know, with Alexa, right, we can rock it out, you know. That's so awesome. (laughs) (laughs) We got to have fun. We got to make this fun. And um, it's really important, you know, to find those moments in the storm, you know, so whenever I talk about Pluto normally, like not with all this chaos, right, this is going on, we have, we're going through this and, but normally like Pluto in general, I'm like, well, it feels like you're kind of on a roller coaster with a tornado. (laughs) Okay. So we can find the moments on that roller coaster that we're actually fine, you know, having fun. It's scary, but we're still having fun. And if we are going to be on this roller coaster with a tornado and we don't know how long this is going to last, (laughs) we can either hold on tight and scream the whole way or we can go, you know what? Wow, this is great. You know, and then, okay, now now I'm afraid again. Yeah. So we need to find those moments. And I think that's going to really help us get through this time is um, let's not be unrealistic. This is a real thing. We're not going to escape. We're not going to say that this isn't happening, right? Right. right? But we also need to find the joy in the moments, even when they seem so difficult and so challenging to us. And I think that's, that's what makes one person different from the next is whether or not they can keep a positive attitude, even though they just lost their job and they don't know where they're going to live and how they're going to eat. You know, how do we find those moments, like a smile, like just giving another person in our household a hug, like sitting next to them and actually spending time with them, even though we know that we're, this is all uncertain right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Another thing that's come up for me is, um, you know, our, our house has an, a, an immune compromised individual and I have a mask that I wear if I go out and I'm a very, bright, bubbly, smiley person. Well, now I have this mask on. And so I go and people can't see me smile. And so just that I went to the bank for the business and I went to go do my weekly deposits. And I realized the person on the other end was just looking at me and they couldn't realize, they couldn't tell I was smiling at them. So even that small instance, I then had to communicate with them how I was feeling and ask how they were doing in a different way. Wow. Because they couldn't see me smiling. They couldn't see me radiating from my face. While I'd love to say that I'm, you know, Tyra Banks trained in smiles, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I radiate from my smile. And so when I have a mask on, you can't see that. So even that little thing of if you, if you do go out and, you know, for your groceries or you're walking your dog or if you have a mask on, you have an opportunity to express that verbal connection as you pass somebody, even if it's across the street while you're walking your dog, they can't see you smiling. Yeah. You have to say hello. You have to ask how they're doing. You have to communicate in a different way because your body language is now not the same. Even (laughs) I've even had instances where like my phone won't open. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I reset my password on my phone to something I actually like typing in more because half of the time I have a mask on. Oh and my, my gosh. My facial recognition doesn't work. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so I changed my password on my phone to something conscious of like an affirmation of unlocking my phone because now more than ever I actually have to type it in rather than my face recognition because I have a mask on (laughs) you have a mask on yeah so this is another thing right so right and then even gestures you know I noticed right away I you know I have business too so I had to go to the post office and an older woman that you would think wouldn't wouldn't want to look at me or have anything to do with me right and not even like touch me like that sort of thing like oh my gosh I'm gonna get her sick right she wanted to open the door for me oh and I was like what I should be opening the door for you because you shouldn't touch the handle (laughs) you know like that sort of thing we were still in that you know it was just so courteous like we were very courteous I love yeah (laughs) it's so it's still going on like people are still um being sweet and kind and I think even more so and I know that the other side's also happening too um Mm -hmm. but I noticed that and I was like wow like we are really connecting we're all going through something together this is bonding us um you know when you have a con it's like we have a common enemy right now (laughs) Yes, this virus is an enemy, but we're also going to see the blessing in all this. Yes. And one thing, you know, I feel like really important to touch on is that everybody is experiencing this and processing this experience differently. So while we have this opportunity um, in the Saturn Pluto conjunction, like you mentioned, that's about individual. It's also an opportunity for society and for generational uh, or for generations and Really just to encourage everybody to make the choice of kindness and compassion because everybody deals with stress and grief and being alone or being with their family or being with their spouse or being with their children. Everybody responds differently and everybody's truly just trying to do the best that we can. Yes. And everybody's getting to know their pets. I keep I, hearing that too is I, my Zoom calls. Everybody knows <laughs> everybody knows my pets now, but it's fine. Everybody's oh, it's like, oh yeah. Get to know get to know our kids and our pets. I know you just heard <laughs> in it, business. Yeah. <laughs> but it's fine. You know, it's like we don't have to be so stinking serious all the time. It's like, oh yeah, the dog has to go outside. We're working from home. These things happen. You know how many people <laughs> have apologized for not shaving or wearing makeup or <laughs> They're like, oh, just by the way, like you see, you know, I dressed for you, like, you know, top, you know, on the top part of me, but you don't know what's <laughs> going on on the bottom. You know, I may be like, you know, <laughs> like, it's so funny. Everybody's like, you know, this is like, it's really cool. Like we're really seeing people, their lifestyles, their children are in the background. My mom did a Zoom call and she was in her garage. Like, so I'm like, wow, okay, I see your garage now. You know, like, it's just... Yeah, it's fun. So we're also yeah, seeing that I we're think... seeing that we're all real people that we don't shave yes. every day unless we go into work. It's we're all humans and I think that that's something and I wrote about this the other day as well is like this is leveling all of us to we're all human. 
It doesn't matter who you were before or who you think you're going to be in the future or whatever is this opportunity is happening to all of us as humans. And I forget that sometimes personally of like, I'm just a human. Yeah. As much as I like to think I can take on the world and, you know, be superwoman all the time. I'm human with feelings as much as I, you know, that makes me uncomfortable is I'm a human and I have feelings and I have, I, you know, these are all new experiences for me as well. And, you know, and it's given me an opportunity to be a human because I had clients the other day and um, I had one client on Saturday and I called her and I said, Hey, what's your schedule? Like I said, I'm really struggling today. I just can't stop crying. Like I just, no particular reason. Like it's just today's the day. And I really feel like I need to honor this within myself. And she was like, oh my God, thank you for telling me. I'm going to go take a nap. See you later. We'll do our session another time. And it was so hard for me to say what I actually felt and what I needed. And was like, she's already paid me for this session, blah, all the things to try and talk myself out of it. And I just had this pull inside me of like, just be a human. Just be honest and honor yourself. And I did. And I ended up sitting outside. I'm in Arizona and it was beautiful and sunny. And I sat outside for three hours reading a book. And yeah, I cried a lot, but, oh, you know, for no particular reason, just because of whatever I'm feeling. And I, rather than like trying to force it and put my big girl pants on and like go be professional, I was honest with how I feel. And my client was like, yeah, great. I'm going to go take a nap. See you next week. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> We're doing an extra session this this coming week, and it's fine. Yeah, yeah. So we can adjust. We may, yeah. everybody's kind of checking in with each other. I'm checking in with people. Like, are we still on? Like, what's going on in your life? You know, we schedule these appointments a month out. So we're connecting. We're being compassionate. I know you and I, because of mm-hmm. what our business is, that's what we do for a living. You know, so it's just continuing that. Um, And we can be there for people. So I know that we kind of got started even before this conversation about how being self-employed, that Mm -hmm. we go through something like this on a smaller scale, you know, every year. There's moments. Regularly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I, my father's also um, a business owner. Now he's retired. But I remember when I started my business, Um, I reflected like there were seasons, like there were seasons and times that my, my dad's business wouldn't be thriving. And then there'd be other times where it was like exploding and it happened every Mm -hmm. single year. And so I learned very quickly that I can either stay stuck and wallow and be depressed and upset and sad, like, oh my gosh, I'm, am I failing? You know, all the self doubt, all that, whatever. Or I can go, you know what? Oh, it's a low time. (laughs) All right. What are we going to do? You know, how can I like be creative? How can I do more marketing and still moving the energy and planning for the future and going, I know it's, we're still not sure what this future looks like, but I know what I'm doing is I'm moving the energy one step at a time, however it is. And some people are coming up with some creative material out of this because they finally have the time to sit down and write their book. They finally have the time to finally do things on their house. You know, there's this, we have this opportunity and, and when you're self-employed, that's what happens. We have pockets of time where we can either wallow 
And then when we, we wallow, honor it, it's okay. You know, you can feel that way. And then we go, you know what? I got to pick myself up. And that's what makes us successful, right? We keep going. Yep. So we can like, yep. this is our words of wisdom. <laughs> yes, exactly. And for me, it's, I, I have been trained recently in thinking about seasons. And this is winter, you know, maybe not physically out there. I mean, some places it totally is. We're, we're both happen to be in beautiful Arizona right now where it is for sure not winter. Um, but in terms of the cycle of, of business, this is winter. And like, this is what we've trained for. And if you have been in business for a while or you're an entrepreneur or you're willing to do the ebb and flow of the life cycle of your business throughout the year and understand it's not balls to the wall every single day, that's not realistic and it's not sustainable. We have a saying that winter is our season. Like this is what we've trained for, that we honor our business and where it is in the ebb and flow of everything right now. And we're using this time purposefully. Yes. Because next is spring. Right. We don't have to know what it is, what it looks like, but we know there's a cycle. And so for me, just like you said, I think is perfect, is moving the energy. So for me, I'm very much a planner. I like to know the details before I go, you know, too far. And this is something that I've worked with my particular coach is she's told me you build the plane as you fly it. And so <laughs> part for me is I have to just keep moving because if I don't, I will try and have every single detail in place before I even start. So I think that, I think that's a perfect example, like you said, is just moving the energy and yeah. being an entrepreneur. I know not everything's going to work. And it's all a pivot. It's a pivot this way, this way, this way. And it's just keeping that energy moving. If I have days where I don't do anything, that's fine too. But I have an opportunity right now in winter in the cycle of my business, I get to try new things. I can see what works. I can see what doesn't. I can take, take things that maybe totally flop and like, okay, how can I re-engineer that into something a little more creative or now I have an opportunity to think about, I know who my ideal client is, but now they're going through this new experience. How can I pivot to understand my ideal client now? It's like a redesign. We're redesigning, whether it's like we do a you know, complete overhaul of our physical business, like people are remodeling mm -hmm. the interior or mm -hmm. we're, we're rebranding. Or this is a momentary, like this is very momentary. It doesn't mean that we can't continue our brand when this shifts into something, but it does give us that ability to go, okay, so what is working? Like what, what wasn't working and, you know, what other things can I do and, ex you know, explore right now and test out, you know, do I yeah. really want to do this? You know, yeah. people that are losing their jobs. And what was I trying to force? Right. Yeah, You know, and that's something for me personally, I'm noticing and I'm noticing that things that are coming really clear and really aligned are more of the spiritual side of things. And rather than being super traditional in my business, it's becoming more of a spiritual business. And that's the direction that it's really going, which is very in line with, you know, the age of Aquarius. And as we're approaching this light age and those sorts of things. And, you know, I've been hesitant 
to fully go there, you know, out of fear of how other people will perceive that. But more and more, that's showing to be the more aligned path and the things that I'm trying to force, you know, that I think I should be doing aren't working. Yes. Yeah. Ah, so it may not be light and fluffy, but, you know, somehow we're only going to get through this. It's just the way it is. It's like we can't necessarily, we can't stay stuck here. Like we're not going back. Like there's the only way is forward. Mm-hmm. Right. Whether it's kicking or screaming or <laughs> letting go, you have a choice. It's going. Yeah, you have a choice, and it, and letting go does not mean giving up. Letting go doesn't mean like I'm just gonna not you know not move the energy. Letting go right. is not holding on to something that doesn't work anymore. You know. Mm-hmm. Surrender. Surrender. Go yeah. with the flow. Yeah, because so many people are like, well, then I'm going to sit here and I'm going to wait for things to change. I'm like, well, that's that's not going to necessarily <laughs> – maybe some of us get that, but <laughs> good luck. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I hope that yeah. that helped, you know, encompass what this moment in time is for all of us and then looking at yourself on a personal level. And then going forward, we're going to have – a new moon coming up in Taurus. And again, it's going to um, take a look at what we really need. Um, I'm very hopeful that we're going to see some shifts at the end of April, um, just because of how things are aligning and what's coming up next. So that. And we even talked about that back in January, didn't we? Well, okay. So tell me, remind me here. (laughs) What were we talking about? (laughs) I feel like we did. Yeah. I feel like we talked about a shift happening end of April. Oh my gosh. This is great. So, okay. So this is my feeling, right? So this whole astrological stuff, you know, so yeah, we felt this even before we even knew what really was going to happen through all this, then I have to be hopeful that there's going to be a shift. It doesn't mean we're going back to the way things are. It means that there's a shift that maybe we will get the opportunity to have some of these more simple pleasures come back into our life because the new moon is about needs and pleasures. Um, So I'm hopeful that, um, you know, somebody will say something, you know, on our media that will open some more things up and still keep us safe, you know, so yeah, mm-hmm. we'll see that. Hopefully, we don't know. Right? Awesome. This is, this is we d- we don't. Um, so we're trusting, being realistic at the same time. Yeah, I mean, this has been so hugely helpful, and I'm so excited to be able to share um, all of this with everybody today. Um, I'm going to get this up as soon as possible because there was so much great stuff today. So as always. Thank you so, so much for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. My pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) Have a wonderful rest of your day. You too. Your support for the Vibrate Higher podcast is greatly appreciated. Head over to iTunes, leave us five stars and a review so we can continue to bring in rad guest stars and always be able to share the message. Take a screenshot from this episode, share on social media, and let us know your main takeaways from today. Don't forget to tag at the Vibrate Higher podcast. We love you. See you next time.